what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS. Growing leaders, going places. Your roadmap to leadership development. Hello and welcome to Leadership GPS. I am Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group and with me is Tony Jackson, also with the Jackson Group. How are you doing, Dad? I'm fine, son. How are you? Doing fine. Doing fine. The father-son combo team here back again for another episode of Leadership GPS where we talk about the idea of leadership, some leadership practices, some models to look at, best practices, and just general concepts that we think anybody out there may have some interest in if they are either currently in a leadership position or maybe looking to uh, evolve into a leadership position in the future. Now, Dad, today's episode I'm very, very curious about. You told me the topic a while back, and uh, I've done a little bit of prep work, but not a whole lot, because I'm really curious to see where you're going to take this. The concept is the dark side of leadership. Now, either this is something commenting on Star Wars, which you know <laughs> uh, may or may be appealing to some of our fans, right. uh, but it sounds like more than likely uh, you've got a different direction you're going to take with this. So I'm anxious to hear what we're going to be discussing with the dark side of leadership. No, I came here prepared to talk about Star Wars. Oh, you did? No. Excellent. Great. This is going to be a fun podcast. Then, so. No, no, you're right. It's, it does take a different direction. Um, it, it's an interesting topic, an intriguing topic, and it's mm-hmm. one that I'm just getting into myself and learning more about, but it's intriguing to me, personally interesting to me, because it makes a heck of a lot of sense. Okay. And it's also very instructive uh, on a personal level plus an organizational level, okay. which is why I think we ought, ought to be addressing leadership development with people. I, I guess... Maybe if I told you a little story first sure, and see what it says to you, maybe it can illustrate this thing about dark leadership or the dark side of leadership. Mm-hmm. Okay, And may, the dark side is a better way of saying it because dark side implies there is a light side out there somewhere. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've always thought the term leader and leadership was a positive thing. Yes. When somebody was thought of as being a leader, I thought, good. But, you know, over time, and I, I've gotten much more comfortable with this, thinking that there are some bad leaders and there are leaders who do bad things. And there are great leaders who do stupid things. Okay. All right. So that capacity to see that balance here, but not all leaders do good things. Let's put it that way. Got it. Now, I'm going to give you a little story. And the story relates to uh, an actual involvement that I have right now with somebody. And this person I'm thinking of is a leader in the organization by title, by role, and by description. By people who work around him. Mm-hmm. He's dynamic. He's farsighted. He's insightful. He is assertive. Mm-hmm. He's a decision maker. He, at the same time, is thoughtful. Uh, he is encouraging. And he is forward-looking. Okay. I think all those all are... All sounds really good. All sounds good, mm-hmm. right? He's about to be fired. Hmm. Okay, now you might ask me a logical question, which you should right now, Alan. Why? Why, Dad, would he be about to be fired if he's doing all those good things? Why, Dad, would he be getting fired if he was doing all those good things? Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason is because his dark side overcame the light side. Okay, all right. right. What I mean by the dark side, those same positive traits that Mm -hmm. I just gave you. Yes. Have another side to them that is caused by the extreme of any of these things. For example, let's take this one. Mm -hmm. This particular person is very uh, direct in his language with people, which typically uh, is a good communication tool. Be clear, precise, uh, be dogmatic when you need to be, mm-hmm. be on target, um, 
don't use the fuzzy words and all that sort of stuff, but clear with communications. Yes. However, when this guy gets under stress, timetables get tight, workloads get excessive, he turns that tendency to be clear and direct in language into abusive language to his underlings. It's almost too clear and direct to a point where it's, it starts to border on abusive or... Abusive and more like it. Okay. Uh, he calls thing. Well, if you, and if you think about it, that's, that's interesting because the idea of being clear and direct, that is the most clear and direct out of what his head is thinking <laughs> that's right. that he can say to somebody. Well, you can't miss it. There's, you can't exactly miss it. right. Yeah, there's no misinterpreting what he just said. But to the same token, I've heard him say, not in anybody else's presence, but to me, I was talking with him about a situation. So well, how are you going to get that across to your folks? How are you going to communicate that to them? Mm-hmm. And he said, the simplest way possible, because with my people, you got to dumb it down. Mm. Well, dumb it down is to him a very meaningful term. you got to yes. simplify. Right. Well, how much better would it have been to say, you got, I need to simplify it in, in bullet, bullet points, mm-hmm. unmistakable language, Okay. rather than dumb it down. That's really an abuse of the, the people under him. i mm-hmm. got to dumb it down because these people just can't get it. That's what he said. Why would a guy do that who is normally insightful, good communicator, and a positive, supportive person? Why would that happen? Uh, well, I, 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 part of me wonders if it's something where he, he knows, he's confident in his abilities, he's confident in what he knows and, and, and how to do things to the point where it's almost that overconfidence of knowing this is how it should be and why isn't everybody else getting this. So he's out of frustration. It's a little bit of frustration in that why can't other people understand this like I do type of thing. Okay. So it's that boiling frustration where yep. I'm going to be clear and direct, but yet if nobody else is understanding what I'm saying, I have to get even more pointed, direct, frustrated with it. But not abusive. No, no. I mean, I, that's, that's what's happening. It's yeah. not what should happen, but that's what sounds like it is happening. Uh, I think it's a matter of a person controlling themselves, mm-hmm. knowing that they've got two hemispheres in themselves, mm-hmm. the dark side and the light side mm-hmm. of leadership. Right. A leader is the only person in a dynamic in an organization charged with getting it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're the only ones that has to look at it and say, how should I communicate this? What's the best way to get that message across to this group of employees or mm-hmm. to this individual? Mm-hmm. Um, now, let me, let me just hint at one thing for you. I see the dark side of leadership from two angles, though. Mm-hmm. And the one we're talking about is that tendency to go to extremes in either of our personality styles, if you would, okay, right. either, either hemisphere, to go to extremes. Again, take the introverted, thoughtful, deliberate person. Yes. Slow to speak, thoughtful, so on. Uh, someone who really processes what they're yeah, going to say, what they're thinking about it. About they, they they're very intentional with their words. Sure. And Would you think that's thoughts. a good leadership trait? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. But when the person never gets to making that decision, mm. drags it out beyond the point of reason. So to the extreme of thinking things through and, and, and being very intentional to the extreme of never getting things done That's or right. never getting things out. That's right. Okay. How about having high self-esteem? Is that a good leadership trait, you think? It is a good leadership trait, but I can already tell that where you're going with this dialogue, that <laughs> that's, right. that's another one where if you were to push it to the extreme, it could be a bad thing. Arrogant. Yes. Arrogance. Right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. What about a person that was very positive, I think? Excitable. Hmm. I, want, I want a leader. I want to work with a leader who gets excited about things. Okay. Pumped up. That is a very good positive thing. It is. Yeah. But. But. What's the negative there? Let me think. Um, the negative there would be almost so enthusiastic that they miss the details. They 
they they get ahead of themselves. They're not thinking actions through. Is that that's yeah. part of it? But yeah. also volatility. Okay. And perhaps even uh, getting to the point of being explosive about things. You know, they're right. they're very excitable. So boom, boom, I just can't. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And they overlook things like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in that course of being excited, they tend to overpower people with it. Right. No, right. I can definitely see that. I can see people that. Sometimes the enthusiasm is infectious and it's good, but there are those times where you encounter people where it's just too much enthusiasm. It's hard to follow them sometimes. It's hard to follow that train of thought. And, yeah. and they may be down this one direction, but then tomorrow may, they may take a completely different angle and go in a whole different direction because they're excited about something else. Sure. And, uh, sure. sure. Okay. Let's take one's a little bit more arcane here, but uh, I think you can relate to it because you're a very imaginative person. Um, imagination mm-hmm. is a trait Right. On the positive side, it helps a person be what? Creative? Creative, thinking outside the box, uh, not, not feeling like they have to stay within certain boundaries that's all right. the time. That's right. right. It opens up possibilities. Doesn't it? That's a great yes. leadership trait. And in fact, it's a great one to imbue with people around them because they need to get people thinking outside the confines of their areas and their jobs. Yes. What's the dark side? Hmm. Dark side for that, I would say, I would guess, would be if you're almost too imaginative you're not realistic enough all the time. You're not thinking through mm-hmm. details and thinking through how you know, realism factors into the whole thing. Right, practicality yeah. is a good yeah. word for it. Or are thinking that everything calls for an imaginative, innovative answer. Which it doesn't always. And sometimes even the unwillingness of that person to color within the lines, when coloring within the lines is all that's needed. You see what I'm saying? Well, sure, sure. And, and, and even on that one example, I know there's a lot of businesses out there, especially in the more of the new media, new online world, where you normally have some people in an organization that you have your dreamer, but if your dreamer's left unchecked, your dreamer doesn't have that other balance of someone that is more practical, more how let's get this, you know, let's actually bring this down to ground level and make this mm-hmm. work that organization normally flies off the rails and just doesn't yeah. go anywhere yeah. because you can't be driven by only somebody in an imaginative standpoint. Tell me what kind of company you would have. If you started a company and populated that, all the leadership positions were filled with Steve Jobs clones. Yeah. That would be, that would be tricky. You would have some incredible ideas coming out of that room, some great enthusiasm for those ideas, but I could see where either the, the egos, the, the imaginations are going to clash. They're not going to get – they're not going to be able to come to a consensus. They're not going to be able to get something moved down the path the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's been said, and I know the recent books and everything, it's all the fact that Steve Jobs was not easy to work with, to right. say the least. Mm-hmm. But a great leader? Yeah. Sure. Innovator? Absolutely. World changer? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to work alongside of him, that's probably where his – Skill and his need to be creative and imaginative, he didn't see it develop in others. Mm-hmm. He was maybe he was approaching from the same point. I can see it. Why can't you? Right. What's wrong with you? You yeah. know, maybe that was at hand there. Maybe it was the people didn't move fast enough, or maybe the people think, well, what we've got is good enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was mm-hmm. that brought out the dark side of a Steve Jobs, it works against him. You know, not to the point of not fitting his organization and all that. But the fact was that he was a tough person to work around. Right. From all indications. Now, agreed. Yep. My question would be, though, is that, you know, you could also argue, and I know we use Steve Jobs a lot as an example on the show, probably just because more recency issues and, and uh, because Apple right now is just 
still wildly successful out there. Well, mainly because you're adoring. Well, that too. But the the question I would have is, okay, so Steve Jobs had a dark side, and it may have caused some problems, but Apple right now is either number one (laughs) or two most profitable and biggest company in the world because of his leadership. Absolutely. So there's a dark side. Can the dark side be a good thing in situations? Can it be used for good <laughs> in some situations? And, or how do we need to make sure we always balance out the dark side if we do have that dark side? Because I got to imagine every leader has something that could be touted as the dark side. I, I, there's always something that could be to that extreme that it could be damaging. Are you saying it's a good thing to use our dark side sometime? Well, I'm asking you. I, I hope so. No, because, no, I asked that question. Oh, did you? He asked that. Uh, <laughs> my answer then would be, uh, sure, yes, there's got to be a good way to use a, the dark side. So, so, so if I'm a leader and I can realize that, yes, this is something that I have as a trait and it may be – Going to that extreme, it may be something where, okay, this could cause me problems. Right. Is there something I can use to a positive benefit? Should I be trying to use it to a positive benefit? Or what do I need to do to counteract that? Well, let me again tell you a little story, not a story this time, a quote that okay. I heard one time. All right. It's about Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. a president who president had his, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. President Jimmy okay. Carter had his ups and downs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people admire him for his stability as a leader and his low-key approach to things and his ability to collaborate with people and to get people commingled on things, right? right? He once said something, this is paraphrasing, but Jimmy Carter once described himself as not not being an effective president or leader, not being an effective president or leader, Hmm. because he didn't embrace his dark side, and he thought it made him be a wimpy leader. Now, the dark side to him was... Being bold when he should be bold, right. being forceful when he should be forceful. So I'm going to play a little couch psychologist here. Okay. So if he is feeling like he was not an effective leader because he didn't embrace his dark side. Right. And many people. Some parts of his dark side. Right. Some mm-hmm. people believe that Jimmy Carter was very, a very thoughtful person, very intentional leader, and that he really did think through his ideas and think through what he was important to him. Right. And it could be argued, too, that he was a good collaborator. He worked well with people. What it could be, he's saying, is that his dark side was, like you said, that assertiveness. He Mm -hmm. should have been or felt like in hindsight he should have been more assertive, even though he saw that as a dark side of his leadership. He saw it as being too bold. Assertive to him was probably seen as too bold. All right. All right. Or – and put put it in our our work roles every day. You know that we both work with directors Mm -hmm. and managers and VPs and that sort of stuff in organizations – one-on-one. I'm working with one right now as a director in an organization who acknowledges, he said, I am not good at dealing with sticky issues with individual employees. Okay. My question to him was, well, when you have a sticky issue, so for, suppose it's a per- person in the department who's not doing well, doesn't play well to, with others, he's not a good team player, uh, is aggravating, negative to be around, and therefore affecting the morale of the whole group. Mm-hmm. How do you typically handle that? His first response to me was, well, usually I don't mm-hmm. until it gets bad enough that I have to do something. I said, fine, then what do you do then? And with a smile, he said, well, I get everybody together and read them the policy oh, boy. about our conduct at work, hoping that person will get the message. Right. See? Mm-hmm. Now, what was, what was his dark side? He needs to activate at that point. 
not lambasting a person or not calling a person on the carpet, but coaching a person through some sticky situations. It's well, hard to talk about. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's being direct to a degree. It's being assertive mm-hmm. without having to go to the you know, condescending, That's right. abusive That's route. Right. But that is having to tap into some things. I mean, I know we mentioned in an early podcast episode about the whole the unnatural side of leadership yep. for yep. some people. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to me that the dark side of leadership is, for some people, a very unnatural thing to tap Absolutely. into. Absolutely. So you've got some really good people, good-natured people who don't like the conflict, right. who don't like to raise their voice, who don't like to you know, be directed on things. But yet, to be a leader, sometimes you've got to tap into a little bit of that, as long as you can keep it in check. And that's that other side. I told you I was approaching this from two dimensions, mm-hmm. one of which is our good, positive leader traits and characteristics to the extreme in the other direction. Right. Okay? Yeah. Actually, to the extreme in the positive direction. Mm -hmm. A person who says, um, I'm people-focused. Right. Typically a good leadership trait. But being too people-focused so that we are taken advantage of or that decisions are made around individual preferences for favoritism and things Mm -hmm. like that, it's too much. To the dark side, being too people-focused means that we have avoid even addressing and moving towards financially or our organizational driven goals yeah, because right. our people don't want to do it. Sure, okay. You right. see what I'm saying? Yep. Now somebody once said that great leaders always have great weaknesses mm-hmm. as well as great strengths. Sure. You think about it. Yes. And I think that's what we're really talking about is a person, first of all, who just have to monitor themselves and usually by getting feedback from people around them, Mm-hmm. Some people do it through surveys. Some do it through focus groups. Some do it through in, interpersonal interactions. Some do it in the best way possible, and that's having a work environment where people can say things to each other without taking negative offense. Sure. It's a constructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people know there won't be any penalties, and they get feedback that way. How am I doing as your leader? You know, What do you need from a leader that you're not getting? That type of thing. Yeah, sure. That's a bold thing for people to do. A lot of people don't do it because they don't want to hear what they think they'll hear. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's how most people learn about this and just monitor that dark side that potential that all of us have, okay. that all of us have. Okay. Now, the other dimension I was talking about is what you hinted at a moment ago. So maybe it's just the dark side of leadership is having to do things that don't come naturally to us mm-hmm. and hopefully doing it well, but maybe not. Right. For example, uh, I know a person that today is firing someone. Mm-hmm. Terminating their employment. Okay. He says he has dreaded it for weeks. He's lost sleep over it. He doesn't know what to say, how to handle it. He actually wrote out a script, mm-hmm. word for word, to him for him to read to that person, which is the worst thing you can do. Sure. Can you imagine me sitting down and firing you and saying, "Good afternoon, Alan. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here on time. And sure, mm-hmm. you sure look nice today. By the way, <laughs> right. you're having, a, you're, you're losing your job." <laughs> I say just, you know, send it it to me as an email. Let's save each other the heartache at that point. That's right. Mm -hmm. But obviously firing people doesn't come naturally to anybody. But leaders have to do it sometimes. Leaders have to discipline people. Leaders have to coach people. Leaders have to confront people. Leaders have to intercede in conflicts. Leaders have to nudge people in directions they don't want to go and be even manipulative about it sometimes. And those people have difficulty doing those things that are people focused. So sometimes the dark side of leadership is simply coming to grips with the fact that sometimes we got to do things that aren't naturally us. Well, do things that could be perceived as mean or bad or I hate putting those simple terms on it, but some people that's the way they look at it is that's something I shouldn't do or I 
feel very uncomfortable doing or I don't want to do. Well, but yet, they are things we got to tap into occasionally to handle. To put it in so. the words of a manager I worked, once worked with fairly recently, and she said that people get away with things in her department because she's too nice. Yep. I mean, that's, that's as clearly said mm-hmm. as I can imagine it to be. Yep. Nice is a good trait to have is for anybody. Too nice so that people are abusive of that relationship. That's extremes. That's yeah. extremes. Yeah. The inability of that person because they don't want to offend somebody because they want to be nice. Mm-hmm. The inability to, to confront people who are getting away with murder, mm-hmm. uh, who are not doing their job well, in a coaching sort of way without blowing it, yeah. that's their dark side. Got it. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you just for a quick sure. second. Give me a four-digit number. Any four-digit four digits number? Mm-hmm. Yep. Any four digits. Just in whatever comes to mind. It doesn't have to be a part of my uh, social security number. No. Like that. no. Okay. I mean, it can be if you want it to be, but no. 9861. Nine, 9861. Nine, yep. Okay. The contest code for this episode is now <laughs> LEAD, L-E-A-D, 9861. Wow. See how we did that? What, what contest are we talking about? We're giving away an iPad. Well, Do you I know that. about that? I knew yeah. that. Yeah, so, I read it. It's a great Anybody thing. listening to the show here, uh, you can go on our website, go on to the mesh.tv website, and click the contest button, enter the code LEAD9861, and you have another entry into the contest. We'll be doing Good. that drawing uh, very early April. So, right, so both those things, lead, L-E-A-D, yep. case sensitive or not? Doesn't uh, it's not case sensitive, but it's one word, lead 9861. Okay, and 9861. Right. 9861. And just to make sure all the listeners out there among the millions, and I'm sure are tapping yes. into this when it plays, um, that is not part of my social security okay, good. number. Okay, good. Good to know. So those of you hacking out there, go ahead and take the 9861 combination out of the equation that is not in there so good so go to the mesh.tv and register and we'll hope to be announcing a winner in april uh hopefully we'll see if it's one of our leadership gps winners or one of the ones from another show that'll be kind of fun to see who gets it we'll get back to your show in a moment just a reminder you're listening to the mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Hi, this is Alan with the quick announcement about something really exciting going on here at The Mesh over the next couple of months. The Mesh is celebrating its first six months of operation by giving one of its listeners an iPad 2. And the more you listen to The Mesh, the more chances you have to win. Here's what you do. Listen to any episode for any of the shows that we have on our Mesh network that we post between January 1st, 2012 and March 31st, 2012. At some point during those episodes, and that includes the one you're listening to, you will be given a code for the contest. Write the code down, visit The Mesh's website at themesh.tv, and you'll be given instructions on where to enter your code and an email address. You can enter one code per episode with your email address. So if we post 100 episodes between January and March of this year, and you listen to all 100 of them and get 100 codes, that means you'll have 100 entries into our contest, 100 chances to win that iPad. Uh, There'll be other information on the Mesh's website about this contest, other rules, regulations, some other uh, legal jargon we got to put in there. That's all on the website at themesh.tv backslash contest. That's where you can enter your codes, and you can also read a little bit more about the contest itself. 
We really are excited about this contest. We're excited about giving one of our listeners a great prize. And we just want to thank everybody for an incredible first six months of The Mesh. We look forward to providing you with outstanding content for many, many more months to come. Thanks. So when I hear the idea of the dark side of leadership, and I think we've, we've explained it fairly well that it is tapping into some of those things, whether it's unnatural for that person or things that may be more, you know, if you look on the surface, may seem a little meaner, a little more negative, a little more uncomfortable for mm-hmm. things, you mm-hmm. know, being pointed, being sure. very direct, being not as nice, being acting now when they'd rather think about it a long time. That's right. That Sometimes yeah. I'm to make mm-hmm. rash decisions sure. instead of having weeks to think about it. Sure. All those things that we can quote as the dark side. When I look at some leaders through history, through other examples, it could actually be argued that some really, really effective leaders, like the Steve Jobs example, are ones who have successfully embraced their dark side and use it as a power wedge, use it as a their ego has basically fed that dark side where they are now in a position of power as a leader over years of success or things just working out the, the way they need it to work out, where now that dark side has almost become you know, the way they do things and they've made it work for them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate to go even more extreme historically, but you've got people like Hitler. You've got people like Mm. uh, dictators. Sure. That their whole thing is they have fully embraced that dark side of leadership and they're using it. They're using it. Now, of course, we can look at some of these things like those examples. And, of course, we can look at a Steve Jobs and say, wow, he was really mean or he did some bad things. But they were leaders and they did some very, very powerful. They got the job done. They got the job done. Yep. So – how do we make sure that we don't get consumed? I do sound like I'm talking to Star Wars here. Yeah. How do we make sure we don't fall over to the dark side and get consumed by the dark side sometimes? What what are some, I mean, are there way, things we need to do to try to keep in check to make sure we just don't go, you know, from an ego standpoint, we don't let that dark side get too carried away on things? Well, our company sells lightsabers. You know, okay, I think right. You to- <laughs> Good. We got, got lightsabers. We'll do uh, Jedi training, right. all that. So we did get a couple of Star Wars references right. in here. Not that's bad. Right. Yeah. Well, gee, that's a complicated question and a complicated answer. But here, let's think about this. You're right to say that people who embrace their dark sides and use them, that side of themselves, judiciously to get to where they want the organization to be or want their people to be mm-hmm. appropriately mm-hmm. fine. It's when we call on and use our dark side too consistently so that that becomes our style of getting things done. Right. If we feel we have to beat people over the heads and call them stupid, mm-hmm. uh, put them down in order to get them to do their job, mm-hmm. all we're doing is alienating the person. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually we have to face that messy task of having to replace them at some point right. by their choice or ours. So I'm not sure it's smart to do that in all cases. But for the same token, a Jimmy Carter, did he need to be more forceful and direct and non-conciliatory at some point and be more commanding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. Sure. And I think people would have appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Call a spade a spade. Yep. Deal with it on the spot. Make a decision rather than collaborate about everything. Sure. Um, but it is such a balancing act, too. It, it I mean, is that's a tough thing Because then it's you could say, well, all right, so Jimmy Carter, go out there and be more assertive and be more bold. It's very easy for somebody to say, well, I'm going to take that, and they almost go to the other extreme. But yep. now they become hard to work with and not – collaborative at all and maybe, all that. Maybe what so. we're talking about is using their dark side attributes skillfully yeah. and appropriately, mm-hmm. not to the excessive dark, dark side. Okay. 
I mean, I can I can say to a person, you need to be more forceful. You need to be more direct with people. Mm-hmm. You need to be clear in your language or whatever that might be that we're talking about. But I'm never saying to them, be abusive, hit them over the head, sure, smack them upside the head, and those types of things. That people don't need that verbally. I've got I've got a couple suggestions here, um, and these are actually examples I've seen one. One, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll hit the Steve Jobs as, as one more sure. final example there because we've brought him up a couple times. The things I've read about Steve Jobs and his leadership style over the years is that it seems like after a while, and this is based on the biography and other thing articles have come out. It seems like after a while he started to understand his dark side. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. understand it. He recognized it. Sure. And he, it did sound like over the years he made some efforts to get that a little more in check. Mm-hmm. He was still a very forceful person, still very direct. But it also came to a point where many people who have had encounters with him would say that, you know, the first time I met him, he was very condescending, right. very pointed. But then <clears throat> once you start to work with him, you have a very collegial relationship. He's more respect. He's more respectful. Mm-hmm. He, he, I think he still used it as a as a filtering system with people. He wanted to weed out the weak ones. He wanted to weed out the bad ideas and get to the good stuff. So it, it does sound like from the eighties through, you know, the last five, 10 years that he did evolve that dark side and know how to manage it a little bit better and knew how to use it and when not to use it. Yeah. That's the impression I got from everything I read, but now I'm going to, so it sounds like awareness was kind of the big thing for him. Just understanding this is something I do. I can use it for the right reasons and make it beneficial to the organization, but I've got to keep it in check at times too and not get carried away with it. And just as a side note, I think Mm -hmm. you're right on to something there because it's a widely accepted and known fact that entrepreneurial people, Mm -hmm. I mean purely entrepreneurial, Mm -hmm. the builders, the creators, are lousy managers of what they've created and built. They they love to design and and build the castle, but once it's built, they don't want to live in it. And I think that was Steve Jobs. That's probably that transformation that he it is. He, he said, if I'm going to live in this place, yeah. I need to, whatever. That's right. right. Okay. And then it's also making sure that you've got people around you as other leaders that can complement and help counterbalance maybe your dark side at times. Yep. yep. Um, and I'm going to use you as an example. Oh, on my this gosh. One. Yeah. This is a good example, right? No, it's a good example, okay. but I okay. think it plays into what we're talking about. Yeah. You gave an example earlier of uh, a possible dark side that leaders fall into is – the creativity and the ideas and the enthusiasm and saying, Oh, we well, let's go do this mm-hmm. and let's go do mm-hmm. that. That's something you, you have a trade of. I have a trade of. Mm-hmm. I think we both share in that. We like coming up with ideas of what are some new things we yep. could do. Yep. You've had a, a partner in business for 30 plus years. My mother, your wife that have worked alongside you. Yep. Who I think helps to balance out. A little bit of that dark side. She is the realist. She, she can think things through and say, all right, let's take that idea and figure out, can that work? Can we make that work? How do we balance that out? And that's something I know when I've joined the company and got part of the family business, that was always that, that dynamic that was always really interesting. You may come in one morning and say, I came up with five ideas while I was in the shower this morning and let's go try to do all five of these ideas, a good leadership trait, but it also could be a little over overbearing if, if not countered, but then you've got your wife who can say, all right, well, let's think through project one. Let's think through project two. Let's like kind of think a little more realistic about it. And that's something I've noticed that it's a good partnership to have. So it's almost like making sure you've got somebody in your leadership team with you that if you recognize this is something I can go a little extreme with at times, I need to have somebody there to help rein me in, balance it out, 
or help counteract that to make sure I just don't go completely hog wild with that dark side. Yeah, darn it, you're right. Let me tell you let me tell you why. I, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it also means there has to be maturity on both sides of oh, the sure. fence for that person who is the five ideas in the shower type of thing. Absolutely. Which, which I think is a paltry few in my shower. <laughs> know. You know. That's a slow morning. <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> But, and uh, I had to eat this morning. But that's right. Know, so. <laughs> um, there has to be the mutuality where those ideas aren't squelched. Right. You know? Yes. And that's what has to happen in a partnership arrangement with anybody. Why are building a team around you? Steve Jodry and Myers simply saying, man, I hear you. And that sounds great. But have we thought about or what is, it, is this a good timing for that? I, I need around me a person who asks the right questions sure. rather than throttles your back. Well, no. Okay? And, I, and you could argue. And you're right argue, about Margaret being that way. Yeah. She, she'll say, well, is this really something we need to do? Or she'll just That's right. She'll give me that little Margaret look and the lack of immediate response like I'm, mm-hmm. Right. Like I said, okay, well, that's a damp idea right now mm-hmm. for now anyway, yeah. right? Well, I, I think what it is is just like – those creative leaders or those over exuberant leaders need to keep their dark side in check. The ones who are more of the practical realist ones, they need to have their, their dark side is they could just be shooting down everything left and right. And they need to let go of a dark side once a while. If it's a dark side, that's right. That's right. So it is, it is, I, I guess what we're really coming down to what I'm hearing us talk about is one, it's leaders need to be aware of what their potential or current dark side is. Yep. Not to say that it needs to go completely away because there could be some value into tapping into that from right. time to time. Right. But awareness is the big thing, knowing that, yes, this is something I can get a little on the extreme about, or this is something that may be hindering me to some degree. Sure. sure. One option for those leaders that are in a position to do so is to make sure that they either partner with, surround themselves by, or create a, a leadership team that can help balance that. I agree. Um, I know, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. There's an internet company. I can't think of the, the one offhand, but I know one, a fairly recent company that's gone through a lot of change in leadership. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it was kind of discovered that, well, their leadership team was made up of a bunch of dreamers, yeah. a bunch of guys who just sat around coming up with ideas all day long. But in the end, the stockholders and everybody else were saying, well, we're not getting anything done. Yeah. Nothing's happening. We're losing stock value because you were sitting there coming up with ideas and we'll try it for a month. And if it doesn't work, we'll drop it and move on to something else. Gotcha. That doesn't work. A lot of ideas, but no operations. But if you go the other side and you say, all right, let's just fill up a room with a bunch of leaders who are just going to process, manage everything to death and just not go out on any gut checks, whims or anything. Just everything's very methodical. Mm -hmm. You don't have a very exciting company that I don't think is going to work as well either. So you got to have a balance. So uh, you got to have a... You got to have a uh, Obi Wan to balance your your Anakin Skywalker. So <laughs> That's right. There again, That's I'm right. sorry, people. I'm pulling the Star Wars in again. So well, yeah, uh, it's it you got to have a, you got to have the balance on things. Or you've got to learn to balance yourself. If you don't have the luxury of having a leadership team around That's you, good point. And colleagues yes. like that. If you're a solo act in a department, for example, an organization, you you got to learn to when to throttle back and when to push throttle forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like. When I used to fly planes, I love flying planes for the excitement of it. But you know what? There's an art and a science to flying planes. And you, there's a time when you ram the, the throttle through the firewall, and there's a time when you, you know, crank it back, mm-hmm. what's healthy and what's not. That's a determination a lot of leaders have to make. Is what fits best this situation? Mm-hmm. I have capacity in both sides. 
what I've got to throttle back or be mindful of, and I think it's mindful leadership, is which is the term we use a lot, mm-hmm. being mindful of what fits best right now out of the capacities I bring to bear, both dark and light. Yeah, okay. And either one, light or dark, can go to the extremes. We have to guard against that. But it's also a matter of cho- choice of what I have capacity to do. I need to apply it now, but do it well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, great leaders have great strengths and great weaknesses. You know, th- 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 there's a balance there, and we have to recognize it. But let me take one one final step farther. Okay, sure, I just absolutely. have to say this. Um, it's true. I work with a lot of individuals, but I also work with organizations who employ those individuals. Mm-hmm. Every leader in a designated position's leadership is there for one reason: somebody has put them in that role. Mm-hmm. I think there's two huge mistakes that organizations make when putting somebody in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. First, and the most common is assuming what they did so well in their previous job automatically qualifies them to do a totally different set of skills in their new job, the set of skills as a leader. They're not mm-hmm. automatically transferable. They're right. not a one-to-one correlation in all those cases. Sure. The best technician does not make the best leader of people. Right. Got it. The best uh, uh, technologist or, or mathematician or uh, whatever it might be, the craftsman or anything else, Craftsmen who loves working their hands and seeing concrete things come out of their work to put them as a leader of a work group mm-hmm. who has to think about where we want to go down the road that's not yet visible to anybody without tangible outcomes doesn't fit as well unless sure. they can make it fit. Sure. So first of all, we need to be better at putting people in those roles of leadership based on what they have capacity to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Second thing is I think we have to, as organizations – make it a concerted effort to define what is good leadership in our organization and what is bad leadership. Mm-hmm. I think they have to acknowledge and sketch out the light side of leadership and the dark side of leadership for people because okay. people need to make those distinctions. Well, and everybody's own opinion of what my leadership style, whether it's good or bad, can be very different. Yeah. Uh, you know, that person who goes around calling everybody stupid for whatever reason, maybe thinking to themselves, well, that's what you got to do as a leader. You got to tell them what it is. You got to yep. be direct. And yep. I'm just being as frank and honest as I can. Yep. Where the corporation or company can be the ones to say, you know what? We're not going to demean our employees. Yep. That is a bad side of leadership. Yep. We're not going to, yep. we're not going to embrace. Yep. So, yeah. a, a great example. I'm working with a guy I've been working with for two years now, and he's a perfect, perfect leader from a growth standpoint. He's learning so much. He's acclimating himself. He's, he's, pushing the limits in terms of pushing himself to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. He came from a purely military background. Okay. 20 years in it. Sure. And he is heading up an, a, a, almost a paramilitary-like department in an organization I work with. Mm-hmm. And where things have to be decided quickly, on the side, boom, 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 and very little variation. You don't have to get people together around a table to talk about every decision, all that sort of stuff. They have to be done. Right. So it fit his nature. But he's also managing a group of like 25, 28 people, mm-hmm. and turnover rate at one point was very high. Sure. And the reason was they said, well, you know, don't like working with him. Right. He's too demanding. He's so black and white. He's, you know, he doesn't involve us in decision-making, it's such and such. But in talking with him, the first thing out of his mouth was, that's how I was trained. Yeah. That's sure. how I was trained. And that was yeah. a military model. Oh, and yes. it worked in the military. Mm-hmm. And it worked in a lot of organizations where that's acceptable practice. But in this particular one, it wasn't because it's yeah. a people-dominant type of organization. Well, you know, we work with work. a lot of uh, smaller uh, hospitals from time to time as well or other health organizations. And, right. You know, I've actually seen, and I'm sure you have too, where people have been brought 
to work at a smaller, maybe more community-based healthcare center place right. from a larger city point, or a yeah. different industry. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough culture shift mm-hmm. because they're coming in and they're very – maybe they were used to a very certain t- pace of work with high energy and just – you go out and you call these quick meetings and you tell people what to do and you go to the next project. And sometimes that didn't always fit. You know, the organization is more of a, well, no, we do this this way. It's not quite that same directness, that same approach to things. I see that a lot with people moving from large industries or large cities to a smaller city, smaller mm-hmm. type of industry. You're right. You're it's, right. a, it's a challenge. It's a transformation. So the organization, like you said, has to be the one to say, this is the type of leadership we want our team to have. This is what we don't want them to show. Yeah. And make sure everybody's on the same page because otherwise everybody's left to their own you know, their own opinion of how they're doing on things. And to complicate that, if they're left on their own and the absence of feedback mm-hmm. from them or their staff, from leaders right. above them or their staff about you're doing great, this is exactly right, or nope, no, we don't do that here, or yes. that had this negative effect. In the absence of that, they keep doing things that they've been doing the way they've been doing it because – you know, it's like walking through a minefield. I step there, I didn't get blown up, so that must be okay to do. Sure. Step there, okay, that step's good too. Up, oh, that, you know, okay. That third step, step I there. just got blown up there, That's so right. I need to step Don't back. do that again. Don't ever do that one thing That's again, right. but the other ones were okay. And learning by default rather than learning by design. Okay. And I'm much more in favor of an organization developing their leaders by design. Hmm. Here's what we expect. Here's the light side of leadership, and here's the dark side of leadership in our culture, our world here. This is what we... Uh, you know, want you to do and do well. If you can't develop that side of it, we'll help you develop it. Yes. All right. And then give feedback about that to people. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Are you doing, doing well? Or let's rethink that, how it came across to people. That is the idea of a leader that you gave the example earlier that if they don't have the capability to surround themselves with other leaders right. that can complement them, if they're kind of on their own in a leadership role. Sure. And they're really just trying to have them to work on balancing that good and bad, light and dark type of leadership mm-hmm. traits. Is that where ideas like mentoring and kind of having coaching relationships could come into play and help with that? Having just an outside source to kind of let, let them know this is what I, we're seeing. And this well, is outside or inside. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, even though we do external consulting, leadership consultation and coaching, that's, that's fine. And that's, you know, that's a great thing to do, we think. But the best coaching typically comes from within. Okay. If you got a person who is good at that right. above you, a trusted, respected person mm-hmm. who can know the difference between coaching rather than directing and telling. Sure. Okay. Um, leading and that type of thing. Good. So, yes, uh, that's where it can come from. But as a predecessor to that, there has to be the acknowledgement of that leader or the person above them that says that was not correct to do. Yes. There, there has to be an awareness of the dark side and that the person's using it inappropriately rather than appropriately. Okay. So, so the models out, the teaching message out of today. We all have light side and dark side. If we're in a leadership role, mm-hmm. we're in there usually because we show more of our light side. Sure. we got to be aware of the fact that our tendency can be, in certain circumstances, to activate our dark side. Yes. In some cases, embracing the dark side is a good thing, used skillfully, right. appropriately. Other times, it can get the better of us and can be our undoing and can be a derailer of our career, mm-hmm. you know? If we get known as a person who's always in your face, uh, too direct, demeaning to people, uh, can run the good shop but can't uh, lead people, that type of thing, we're not going to have a job as a leader very long. Right, sure. Okay. 
Very good. I think I get it. It's a great topic. It was yeah, very it was. interesting. It's, it's was kind of an interesting one. And, it is. And, and encourage people to read about it if you come across it, to listen to this, ask your own questions. I'd love to get some emails from people about sure. this whole topic. And uh, because it's when we do leadership consultation with people and our drive leadership uh, process that we put in place, our framework for developing leaders in organizations, a big part of that is, is assessment. Mm-hmm. And we use some tools, some online tools. And that is the genesis for a lot of people to understand, gee, I have other capacities inside of me and I also have the tendency to be extreme in things that come naturally to me. Right. That can be bad sure. and harmful. Yeah. Again, I'm a nice person, but nice people have inherent disabilities when it comes to being able to be comfortably and confidently direct yeah. and confrontive with people and to solve problems with people. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, this has been Leadership GPS. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson. With me is Tony Jackson. Uh, thanks for listening. You know, we're all part of the Mesh Network here and just happy to be a part of this network of online media and podcast shows that are available for download. You can visit us at the website, themesh.tv. And, of course, we're on Apple iTunes. If, that, if you're not listening to us there, you can easily subscribe to the shows and check out all the other shows that we have on the Mesh Network as well. Uh, we just put up a really good episode of our customer service program mm-hmm. just the other day uh-huh. uh, talking about uh, some of the trends happening that we're anticipating in the customer service world going into 2012. Great. Kind of interesting to look at uh, how that world is changing and how we need to be receptive to that in the business world. That's and with Ed Gagnon. That's with Ed Gagnon okay. for customer service solutions. Yeah. So uh, stepping up service is a great compliment show for those of you in leadership. If you're, if you're in an organization yeah. that is really honing in on customer service and what you can do from a culture model standpoint, uh, that's a great show to listen in on that as well. And uh, a lot of other shows there, so check us out there. If you have any questions or feedback for us, we do have a phone number for the Mesh line where we invite you to call and leave a voicemail if it's something you either just have a question offline or you'd like to call and leave a message and maybe it be something we can play in a future episode and address. That number is 828-619-0048. And you can also reach us by email at info at themesh.tv. So a lot of different ways to contact us. We have had gotten a couple nice notes from some people in recent weeks, people listening to the show that are really enjoying it and getting some good work out of it. So uh, we're, we hope to continue that and be a future resource for you as well. So with that, I will sign off for uh, Leadership GPS, Alan Jackson. And Ed, Tony Jackson. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.